You're listening to DraftKings Network. We could look at Michael Gallup um, if, from a best ball perspective. You know, he's getting drafted in the teens, in the, in the teen rounds. Um, and that's fine because if his role is in anywhere similar to what it was last year, it's just him running a bunch of wind sprints. And occasionally Dak Prescott will hit him for a deep touchdown. It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. And let's eat, baby. This is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. We are, of course, presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you already know that. Now I get a chance to call games, which I love. Preseason will be here before you know. What are we, like six weeks away or something insane? Calling the preseason games for the Philadelphia Eagles. Then I'll be doing college and NFL for CBS, Westwood One. Should be epic. Almost as epic as all these podcasts I got going. Absolutely loved today's Ross Tucker football podcast with Dan Hanzoos. From around the NFL at NFL.com, talking about the teams with the greatest sense of urgency. I thought it was interesting. You had the Bills one, Jets two. He's a Jets fan, so that was awesome. Dove into that a lot with Aaron Rodgers and the crew. Tomorrow, Greg Cosell will go over the AFC South as we continue this series that's just been so fun to preview each division. Killing it on YouTube, by the way. YouTube.com. Slash Ross Tucker NFL. Need to keep that up. You can always follow me at Ross Tucker NFL. Pretty much any social platform you're on, I'm on. And remember, for those of you that listen to the Ross Tucker football podcast or watch, which I know is a lot of you, all you have to ever do is engage with us on any social media platform and you get a chance to win something really cool, like a signed press pass from me, from any of these games I go to which is awesome. Love doing that for you. So do that. And you can take advantage of any of our sponsors on the sponsor page at RossTucker.com and be able to ask Joe any question you want. Joe, of course, is the great Joe Dolan from FantasyPoints.com. You can check him out on social media at FG underscore Dolan. And you should, if you haven't already, go to FantasyPoints.com and use the code 23FEAST. I would say, Joe, like, I mean, the next two months, prime fantasy football information cramming for your draft. I mean, this is when people really get into it, right? Oh, for sure. I'm I'm scrambling right now, Ross. I I'm um, if you need more of me, which I did, seriously doubt you do, but if you do, I mean, I'm Ross. I'm interviewing 32 different analysts, beat writers. One for each team on on a podcast series right now. It's information gathering time for me because you know I, I can't go and observe OTAs and mini camps and training camps all myself. I can't do it. I have to read. I have to talk to people. So it's information gathering time for me as well. Uh, this is this is where my bread is buttered, no doubt about that. People always ask me, "What do you do in the off season? How is fantasy football a job? Well, you prepare for the next season. It's really you know what do NFL teams do in the off season? Of course the the times are less hectic at points, but you just prepare for the next season. And that's what we're doing right now. 
And one of the things I love is what we did last week, looking at some of the OTA and minicamp notes from the AFC. Today we'll do the NFC. This is important, right? Like these are oh, yeah. these are the little tidbits that differentiate you from the other people in your fantasy leagues. They differentiate us from a lot of the other podcasts out there. Tom Browley at fantasypoints.com did a terrific job of mining this information. This data, if you will, again, fantasypoints.com, use that code 23FEAST. So we're going to go over some of the NFC ones, Joe, that jumped out to me the most. Um, one is, you know, Michael Gallup saying that he's feeling springy again at OTAs. I thought it was interesting that Dr. Chow, Pro Football Doc, SportsInjuryCentral.com, he anticipates Gallup being much better this year. I know Greg Cosell talked on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast that it's still important, even with the addition of Cooks, that Gallup can make plays. I guess my concern, Joe, is they brought in Brandon Cooks. Mike McCarthy's talking about running it more. I mean, it's good that they that Gallup's feeling better, but I, I guess I just kind of wonder how much he's going to get. I don't think he's going to get enough for it to be terribly fantasy relevant. Now, we could look at Michael Gallup um, it, it, from a best ball perspective. You know, he's getting drafted in the teens, uh, in the uh, teen rounds. Um, and that's fine because if his role is in anywhere similar to what it was last year, it's just uh, him running a bunch of wind sprints. And occasionally Dak Prescott will hit him for a deep touchdown. That's fine in best ball. Um, in redraft, I just think he's going to be so far behind um cd lamb of course and he's going to be far behind brandon cooks on the food chain tony pollard's going to get his and i really think you know i just talked to marcus mosher from the locked on cowboys podcast and you know marcus is extremely online and he's also extremely into fantasy and he really thinks dak prescott is just going to in, in essence replace dalton schultz with jake ferguson um as his chain mover so I think you can make an argument that Michael Gallup is going to be fourth on the Cowboys in targets. Um, I'm not sure that's going to be great for fantasy consistency. If he's healthier, he probably will help the Cowboys more from an NFL perspective than he's going to help us from a fantasy perspective. How much stock, if any, do you put in the rehab reports for guys like Gallup or Tony Pollard or even Sterling Shepard, you know, doing – running routes and seven-on-seven drills for the Giants? It it depends on what the situation is like come training camp and maybe the preseason. You know, if they're they're doing 11-on-11s in training camp, then I'm much more optimistic. You know, I think this time last year, going to a player we talked about last week, this time last year we were – hearing kind of mixed things about J.K. Dobbins. Then it turns out, you know, in training camp, he's barely practicing, and then he misses a couple games to start the year. I think that's going to be the big tell. I think if guys are doing seven-on-sevens, I'd rather they be doing them than not. But training camp is the one where um, we we really learn about these guys. The thing about Tony Pollard that I think is interesting, first and foremost, I think Tony Pollard is and everybody's kind of tabbed him as a breakout guy. The thing about them is not only did they really barely do anything at running back this offseason, they actually got less deep because they released Ezekiel Elliott. 
Um, Zeke's still out there. We know Jerry Jones loves Zeke, but the Cowboys really do not seem to have any sense of urgency regarding Tony Pollard, and that's good news in my opinion. Speaking of the rehab stuff, Joe, what about like Rashad Penny uh, participating in OTAs? I mean, he did miss the last 12 games last year for the Seahawks with that broken fibula. I guess I'm not that surprised he's participating in OTAs, though. Yeah, so there was a a, a point um, at some point this offseason where there was some speculation. I think my friend Bo Wolf at The Athletic was speculating that, you know, maybe the Eagles, because there's there's talk that they actually like Trey Sermon and maybe wanted to get a longer look at him, they could start Rashad Penny on the pup list. It really does not seem like that's going to be the case. Rashad Penny told reporters he is cleared to go for contact. And the 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 thing that's really interesting about Rashad Penny is it's never been a talent issue for him. It's always been an availability issue for him. Um, last year, uh, among runners, Rashad Penny was first in the NFL. This is per Fantasy Points data. He was first in the NFL in yards after contact per rush attempt. In each of the last two seasons, Miles Sanders was the last in that category. So Rashad Penny with a wait, head wait, of, say that again. So Rashad Penny last year with the Seattle Seahawks was first in the NFL per fantasy points data in yards after contact per rush attempt. In each of the last two seasons, again per fantasy points data, Miles Sanders was last in that category. So Miles Sanders was now Miles Sanders is a certain type of player. He's not the same kind of runner as Rashad Penny. So I don't want this to be an an apples to apples kind of comparison. But Miles Sanders over the last two seasons has been statistically proven to be he gets hit and he goes down. Rashad Penny, the exact opposite of that. So you, you have to look at the fact that Rashad Penny is a dangerous player behind an offensive line that's going to open big holes. And that stat, again, last year was a small sample, but this is not uncommon for Rashad Penny because he's put up big numbers when he's been able to play. With a head of steam, he could be very dangerous behind that Eagles offensive line. The question now becomes, how much do the Eagles end up using him? They have DeAndre Swift. They have Kenny Gainwell. They still have Trey Sermon. They still have Boston Scott. So that's a very deep running back room if people are healthy. But Rashad Penny right now at his ADP, I think is a very worthwhile investment. I actually think his ADP and that of DeAndre Swift should be squeezed. Swift is going a couple rounds before Rashad Penny. I think they should be going a lot closer because the upside for Penny is there. I understand why you're concerned about his availability, but the fact that he's cleared for contact, I think is a good sign. He's really a guy I'm going to be interested in to see when training camp kicks off. I mean, feels like we're doing this with Sam Howell in Washington. Not that there was much of a surprise, Joe, but Jahan Dotson telling people he's the guy. I know Ron Rivera even told our boy John Hansen was on a couple weeks ago about them trying to get Brian Robinson involved more in the passing game. You buying that? Um, I don't know how much I'm buying that uh, with Brian Robinson. I would like to see him get involved a little bit more. Um, Antonio Gibson is a really good receiving back. Um, he, I, I still think Antonio Gibson has the role there, um, as the receiving back. They've been talking up this Chris Rodriguez, who was a sixth round pick out of, out of Kentucky. Now, the thing about Brian Robinson, that's interesting to me, and I'll get to Sam Howell. The thing about Robinson that's interesting to me, um, is the fact that we have statistical 
we can do statistical analysis on, oh, it takes this guy X amount of time to get back to 100% from an ACL. It takes a guy X amount of time to get back to 100% following a hamstring strain. We have X amount of time it takes a guy to get back from a, a sports hernia surgery. I don't know if there's any studies, Ross, out there about how long it takes for a running back to get back to, to a certain statistical threshold after he gets shot in the preseason. We're in kind of uncertain territory here, and that's really hard to – that's really hard for me to sit here and say, oh, Brian Robinson, you know, he was terribly inefficient last year. Well, yeah, he got shot in August. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, and the fact that he worked his way back and was playing early in the season is more of a testament to his toughness and his ability than I think anything else. So I would like to see him get more involved in the passing game. I'm not sure it's going to happen. I view him as a volume and touchdown dependent guy right now, but He's going in a, in a range where he is palatable to draft for that. As, as it com- comes to Sam Howell, look, I, I think the commanders are probably doing the right thing. This team is unlikely to be a contender. The defense should be pretty good, but the team is unlikely to be a contender. You have to understand, do we have somebody in Sam Howell who is a positive for the future? Or is this a team that's going to need to invest in the quarterback position next year? And if Sam Howell is a complete disaster, they have a really good backup quarterback, maybe like the best backup in the NFL in Jacoby Brissett to go in there, take over, and try to save Ron Rivera's job. Yeah, that's interesting that Rivera's going with Hal to save his job. I know this much. I will be drinking a lot of Labatt Blue Lights this weekend with friends and family, living my life to the power of we, taking things to the next level. Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of the ones that I really noticed that jumped out to me, Joe, is Chase Claypool with the Chicago Bears. Matt Eberflus said he's, quote, dealing with a few things. We've seen some reports that they're not happy with him. What a disaster, Joe. That was a horrible trade. Ross, I had you, people on, on NFL Twitter will defend anything. I thought I thought this is like self-evident, right? You come out there, there are three there are three truths in the in the world. Death, taxes, and the Chicago Bears trading the equivalent of a first round pick for Chase Claypool are all terrible. Like that I I can't believe I had Bears fans coming at me for saying that, but this might go down as an all-time bad trade. I'm not I'm not saying Ryan Pohl should be fired. I'm not saying he's done a terrible job otherwise, but this was an awful trade. Uh, Chase Claypool is barely getting drafted, and it's justifiable. Now, I, I think one thing you can do if you want to draft Chase Claypool, just stack him with Justin Fields um, and, and just say, hey, maybe he gets a couple of touchdowns. They're going to give him opportunities, but that, that trade was a disaster the day the Bears made it. There's no reason to be interested in him for fantasy. Yeah, it's not good. Um, what about... Some of the other NFC North news, Joe, um, like the running back rotation there with Rashawn Johnson, Deontay Foreman, Khalil Herbert. What are you thinking there? Yeah, it's running back by committee. That's what Justin Fields called it. 
um, uh, or excuse me, that's what Khalil Herbert called it, that the fact that they're doing a committee. Herbert is getting the first team reps. Um, Rashawn Johnson's a really interesting guy because I don't think we saw the best of him during uh, during his time with the Chicago Bears. Uh, excuse me, during his time with Texas because obviously he was behind B. John Robinson. He is not behind a player as good as B. John Robinson. Even though Khalil Herbert's in the NFL – uh, or was in the NFL before Bijan, he is uh, a guy who should be easier to leapfrog in a competition. I'm actually into drafting any of these three bear running backs at ADP. Khalil Herbert, Rashawn Johnson, and Deontay Foreman. Herbert, small sample size has been very efficient. We know Deontay Foreman last year did an excellent job uh, after Christian McCaffrey was traded away from the Panthers. And for sure, um, Rashawn Johnson has the kind of ability where he could end up being the guy who leads this team in rushing. All three of those guys at ADP, I'm okay with drafting. Any concern with David Montgomery missing OTAs with a left leg injury, Joe? No, I, I'm not. I'm not freaking out about that at all unless it lingers into training camp. The I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but the Lions running backs are also two guys who I am comfortable drafting at ADP. I think I talked about this on the podcast when – they drafted Jameer Gibbs, but when they did, um, I mentioned that last year they had two top 20 running backs in fantasy points per game in DeAndre Swift and in Jamal Williams. The Lions think they've upgraded on both of those guys, and yet Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery are both, especially Montgomery, are both pretty affordable for fantasy right now. I'm in on drafting both of those guys at ADP. In Green Bay, I saw where Rob Domofsky said, that Jordan Love's thrown more than a couple of wobblers. Uh, what does that mean for Jordan Love? What does it mean for Christian Watson? Yeah. I, I don't know how I'm going to freak out about a guy throwing a couple of wobblers during during OTAs. The one thing that Rob Domofsky said recently also is that Romeo Dobbs has been kind of a go-to guy for Jordan Love. Christian Watson's the more talented player. Christian Watson's ADP is a rocket ship, or at least was um following um, his run at the end of last season. But one thing that's interesting now is it it seems like Romeo Dobbs, who was the guy who was getting more hype last year than Watson because Watson was hurt during camp, um, might end up being the better value right now if he takes some of those short to intermediate routes. um, And and Jordan Love focuses on that in the early going. But I'm not going to freak out about Jordan Love throwing a couple of ducks in in OTAs. we'll, We'll see what happens in the preseason. What about Jordan Addison sitting out all of OTAs in Minnesota, Joe? Um, minor undisclosed injury is what uh, Kevin O'Connell called it for Jordan Addison. Um, end of rookie mini camp, he sat out ATA, OTAs. Um, they're being cautious with their first round pick, in my opinion. I don't think it's anything to freak out about. Um, n- nothing crazy here. Uh, Jordan Addison still should be maybe the favorite to lead rookies in targets, um, given his situation where he's essentially straight up replacing Adam Thielen. We already have enough people, Joe, for the June best ball draft, but we're already taking entries for the July best ball draft. Cannot wait to go head to head against you guys with Joe on DraftKings. Plus, best ball on DraftKings bigger than ever. With $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs, limited time, you can join DraftKings' largest best ball contest ever and get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is finished. 
you and I, Joe, we know how much we love best ball. You don't have to worry about everything during the week. You pretty much just draft and you're done. Teams with the most points by the end of the season will have a shot to take home the $1 million top prize. What are you waiting for? Head to the DraftKings app, sign up with code Ross, start playing best ball today, join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament, and you'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars. Only on DraftKings with code Ross. And yes, we want to hear from you. We want you to take advantage of any of our sponsors. Email it to me, ross at rosstucker.com, because we want to go against you in the July best ball draft with me and Joe Dolan. Let's get to the NFC South, Joe. What about Michael Thomas working off to the side during OTAs for the Saints after having some hardware removed from his foot? They say he'll be full speed for the first day of training camp. I'm out on him until I see it. Oh, forget about it. I mean, Michael Thomas hasn't what? I mean, he got off to a good start last year, Ross, and then he got hurt. He hasn't been good since 2019 at this point. That's an eternity in fantasy football. He's not being drafted like super high. He's being drafted essentially as a wide receiver four. But I'm out. There's. There, there's just no reason for me to be in on Michael Thomas at this point. He's not he's not a spectacular athlete anyway. Maybe he has a few good games. That's possible. But the fact that he's not working in OTAs is, is not good news for me. What about Rashad White for the Bucks saying he's going to get a lot of passes this year? I thought he, I thought he uh, was going to get him last year. Um, and he did in ways. And, you know, part of the concern with Rashad White is his efficiency metrics were terrible last year. But Leonard Fournette's efficiency metrics were also terrible. And the offensive line for the Buccaneers was an abject disaster. The Buccaneers had a broken offense last year. Let's just call it like it is. The only reason they were in any way functional was because Tom Brady was so good at getting the ball out early. I don't know what's going to change there if that offensive line is going to be better. If it's not going to be better, Rashad White's going to be entirely volume dependent for fantasy. But there isn't really a ton of competition for Rashad White. Leonard Fournette is still a free agent. Um, I don't think he's going to be back in Tampa Bay. I think Lenny, um, he came in, got his ring, had a couple of good seasons. Here are the backups to Rashad White. Chase Edmonds, who was atrocious last year. Keyshawn Vaughn, remember him. He was he got some hype three years ago. Sean Tucker is a rookie UDFA out of Syracuse who's actually getting some hype because they don't have anything else. Rashad White should be in line to get a ton of volume in that backfield. It's just going to be a bad offense. couple of young guys getting some love in L.A. Puka Nakua, the fifth-round pick. Tyron Williams, you buying either one of those guys? I'm buying Nakua for sure. Um, they they don't have a ton at the wide receiver position outside of Cooper Cup. Uh, Allen Robinson's gone. Obviously, Odell Beckham uh, is gone. Um, Van Jefferson's just been kind of a guy in his career. Tutu Atwell's a, ga- uh, a gadget player. I think Puka Nakua could be a very interesting player. He's somebody our guy Brett Whitefield liked a lot and liked him a lot down at the Senior Bowl. So um, I'm in on Puka Nakua at ADP, which is essentially free. And you have to remember with Kyron Williams last year, Adam Schefter came on the Thursday night opener in that, that, that game between the Rams and Bills and said, look out for Kyron Williams. Look out for Kyron Williams. He ends up getting hurt on the opening kickoff, and he doesn't play. And remember, that was the game where we found out Cam Akers was in the doghouse. 
I don't think Akers is in the doghouse anymore. I think Akers has worked his way out of the doghouse, as, as Sean McVay has alluded to. But Kyron Williams was going to have a role last year. So don't be shocked if he emerges at some point this year. Lastly, Joe, a lot of love for Brandon Ayuk coming out of San Fran. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk. Um, the, the problem for Ayuk is he's really been a guy who's only been significantly useful for fantasy when Debo Samuel's been injured. Now, Debo Samuel has been injured quite a bit. So that's something worth noting. I think he's the best traditional wide receiver there for the 49ers, but we know they're going to run the ball. They have Christian McCaffrey. They have Elijah Mitchell. They still have Tyrion Davis-Price. Remember him. Um, They spent a third-round pick on him last year. Um, They still have Jordan Mason. So they're going to run the ball. Um, Brock Purdy is not really the kind of quarterback you want dropping back 45 times. So Brandon Ayuk's a guy I'm fine with at ADP, but not necessarily a big-time target for me. Be very curious to see what ends up happening at quarterback there, too, in San Francisco. Looking forward to next week, Joe. Everybody's talking about this Scott Fishbowl thing, but every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think even though a lot of our listeners obviously aren't in it, there's a lot of lessons that can be learned in terms of how to try to win a contest like that. And we're going to go over uh, awesome stuff from Fantasy Points about how to win a contest like that on next week's show. Other than that, I am totally stuffed. We are done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.